Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina. Are you ready to take the couch? It's another Sunday night, and it's time for another episode of the Brain Love Podcast. I'm Dr. Delvina Thomas, your host, a board-certified psychiatrist in South Florida. And every Sunday night, we do this. I do this with you. We take the couch, and we discuss a topic. There's so many different things I discuss, and I have some good stuff coming up for you. I'm pulling some stuff from the past that was very popular that people really needed and um, obviously, it's a, a new episode for the most part each night. I have some folks who will be joining me on the couch. That's coming up really soon as well. And um, I just like sharing with you brain love, brain information, so that you are aware of certain things. I just love sharing these things to educate us so that we're more informed of what and what we should be feeling and what we should be doing mentally, really. Tonight, the topic is emotional boundaries. Mm, yum, yum, yum. So many people allow others to violate their emotional boundaries. So I, I'm talking about what, what are emotional boundaries? How do we create them? How do they get created? How do we maintain them? How do we enforce them? Why are they important? So all of these things will be dis discussed tonight. But first, I want you guys to listen to a poem that was written by um, a man who I attended middle school with. We also were in high school together. He was two years ahead of me. I want to say it was the class of 1992. He writes poetry. And he wrote a couple of poems. One is titled Brain Love, and the other is titled Suicide. So... I'm going to play the brain love poem tonight and you'll hear the suicide poem on another episode, but tonight we'll, we'll do, I'll play the brain love poem. So you'll hear this, this poem by Vern Hardy, and then you will take the couch with me as we discuss emotional boundaries. Are you ready to take the couch guys? There's certain conversations unspoken. When you're gambling with your life, there's no tokens. Thought I kept my mind at ease by smoking exotic trees and soaking my liver in liquor. But if it gets to the point where return is not open, when this door's closing from certain predicaments chosen, regrets turn into stress overloading. Thus, my brain must adjust a variety of emotions, depress my anxiety controlling. Happiness, mental fatigue has me camouflaging my innermost thoughts. Somehow lost in this cup, I loaded with ice, poured up with Sprite. Prescription drugs infused. There goes the night gassed up. I'm exhausted on fumes. Logical discretion diffused. Quite enthused to tell my diary. All that's brewing inside of me. These pages are listening. I have voices raging due to the fact these lines are missing a fraction of the total rendition. I keep trying to run back reenactments getting stuck. Let's see if Doc can conjure it up seeking professional treatment. Acknowledge mental health is depleting. Examination completed. Disorder gradually increasing. Sanity breaches from common sense. Responsiveness is short of realism. My state of mind is in prison. Trying to escape is someone like a mode inclined to derate, subsequently lacking power. Desire is absent. The presence of toxins, thought to relieve, has magnified what's traumatic. 
neurologically captive, defective, mental health and serious question. I need detection of love in my brain. It needs protection from pain. It has rained immensely. It has been strained beyond what sensibly to function in conjunction with this illness as others. Rather impossible for it to heal itself oxygenated. Implement positive thoughts. Keep toxins vacant. Eliminate it. Unless moderation stimulates it. Same as a body, what we feed it is what it gives back. Hey guys, happy Sunday again. Good evening. It's We're back on the couch. It's another episode of the Brain Love Podcast, as you heard in my introduction. So tonight I'm talking about personal boundaries, emotional boundaries. And shout out to Nikki Gellin. She is the host of Miami Souls MIA. So (laughs) she does it much better than I do. Uh, so Nikki Gellin is the host. I'm one of the co-hosts along with Chef Irie and Miss Amani. And um, every Wednesday night, we talk about several different topics, um, so many different topics. And I feel like I'm missing another, I guess I'm not. I thought I was missing another co-host. It's usually four of us, but we're, we're at three currently. So anyhow, uh, it comes on every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. It's live on Facebook. And um, this past Sunday night, we were discussing, well, my segment, I discussed very briefly for about eight minutes or so, emotional boundaries. And I wanted to do a show on that tonight because um, I got a lot of DMs and feedback about that little short segment and people had questions. But because I'm a co-host, I don't go into the full the, the full detailed uh, topic. And so tonight I wanted to do that with you, setting your limits and shout out to Nikki. She created the title for this podcast episode. It is called Mind Your Mental Boundaries. Mind Your Mental Boundaries. And I think a lot of us realize that what happens during our childhood can affect us um, adversely and also in a positive way later in life. So be mindful of the type of childhood that you you had. Um, be mindful of it. Recall, allow yourself to recall and recollect some of the events that occurred during childhood, which may have affected you, whether you know it or not. And um, instead of trying to suppress it and not think about it at all, go and see a mental health professional so they can help so that they can help you process and move through those memories and those images in your in your mind. Because what we carry inside of our our minds and those memory banks, those things can be very powerful and they affect how we maintain or don't maintain our personal boundaries, I promise you. So personal boundaries, these are the things that we, um, we should cherish and we should enforce that other people cherish as well. Um, setting personal boundaries, setting limits help to keep you safe, respected, and valued. Think about that. Some of you, I believe, you don't value yourselves because you're not setting these personal boundaries. You're not enforcing your emotional boundaries with people. So when we honor ourselves and we care about ourselves and we have self-esteem and, you know, if you want to say high self-esteem, we're able to indirectly command that others respect us and value us. 
the respect is important, but someone valuing who you are is just as important. So when you do this, you're able to create very productive, healthy, supportive relationships. Because when someone is not respecting your boundaries, this means the person is typically walking all over you, always wanting something from you emotionally and mentally. They don't respect you. They don't value you because tapping on someone all the time consistently can drain them. It can drain them emotionally. Think about this for a moment. Do you know what your boundaries are? I'll give you a second. Think about it. Do you know what your boundaries are? I asked Nikki this on, on the couch the other night. I asked her. I asked her to go back and think about previous situations during which she allowed someone to violate her boundaries. And listen, I am I'm pretty sure probably 99% of us have allowed someone to violate our emotional and our personal boundaries at least once in our life. And when someone violates, it doesn't have to be your intimate personal boundaries. It doesn't have to be an intimate personal relationship that causes the violation. It can be a working relationship. It can be you as the supervisor or maybe as a coworker or a colleague or of someone else's. It can be in a friendship. It can occur in our families. Oftentimes, a lot of men allow their mothers to violate their emotional boundaries. Shout out to my son, Tajay, because he learned early in life to have boundaries. He has set those boundaries with me. I think that he he was challenged with setting those boundaries with his father. But being able to do so, starting in the home, really does help in setting those boundaries outside in the community and everywhere else where you form relationships with people. You see, physical boundaries are so easy to see. They're obvious, you know, the fence around your house, the fence you might place around your garden and keep the rabbits and other animals away from the lettuce and the the greens. But personal boundaries are so subtle but they're just as important. I would say if not even more important, they're just, at least they're just as important. They are just as important. And when we allow people to violate our boundaries, things happen like a word, it starts with a B. This word is burnout, burnout. When you allow a family member to consistently and continuously to violate your emotional boundaries, burnout can set in. I've seen so many patients in my office with emotional burnout. They are burned out because folks have tapped into them so much. They just don't have anything left for themselves. Are you one of those people? Are you one of those people where your family is always turning to you and calling upon you? And so you have nothing left for you. And I tell people this all the time. You have to see your emotions and your emotional energy and your love and all these things you're carrying. Uh, You have to see these things as like money. It's your bank. It's your purse. And you have to view it that way because if you do not, 
If you do not, you just allow people to keep taking and taking and taking and taking. And so when you think of it and think of it in terms of money, you realize you only have so much to give. Money is not limitless. Even these billionaires out here, they only have so much to give. Why do you think they hold on to it? Because they know if they give everyone a million dollars or everyone $10 million, eventually they will be depleted. Their bank will be depleted. So they're always trying to hold on to maintain, spend the least amount on whatever it is they're purchasing. And also they want to replenish that bank as well. Some of us don't do a good job of replenishing our, our emotional bank. We give, 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 and we don't replenish. So I want you to protect your emotional bank, your emotional energy. And I want you to also be intentional about replenishing those things. So protecting it means being careful who you allow into your circle, being careful who you allow to come around you, being careful who you allow to be inside the innermost layers of your circle. Because if you allow someone inside who violates you constantly, rapes you emotionally constantly, they will tap you out. And that means you're not protecting your energy. And you're certainly not replenishing it because you're always giving into this person who's always violating your boundaries. So you have to see it that way. Emotional boundaries are emotional walls that are healthy. I'm not saying to have your guard up. That's a totally different thing. Just like the other night, I talked about self-care and coping. Self-care and coping are two different things. Self-care is done over time. Coping you do in the moment. So emotional boundaries are emotional walls. Okay. And they're healthy walls. It's not being guarded. These are emotional walls that are healthy. So we have to see it like this. We to ourselves, we're a commodity, right? We're property for ourselves. We have our physical body. We have our emotions. We have our intellect. And then there's the other things like our ability to make a good informed decision, um, our desires. Of course, personality is wrapped in there somewhere. And so this is how, this is what makes you, you and what makes me, me. So when you violate your boundaries, you fact, you sacrifice your own needs to please others who transgress against your time and your psychological health. When you violate, when you allow others to violate you, you also blame other people for your problems. Or, and or, I should say, you accept responsibility for their problems. So quick example, a woman who has a, a boyfriend who's always doing things and you accept responsibility for what he has done even if you are on the receiving end of what he has done, you accept responsibility for it, but it has nothing to do with you. It's his own stuff. It's his own baggage, but you keep, cause you want to keep him. You want to hold on to him. So you keep accepting responsibility for his, I don't know, stupidity, his selfishness, 
So we have to learn how to maintain these boundaries and to enforce that other people also maintain our boundaries. And you must know what your boundaries are. Oftentimes we know when our boundaries have been crossed. People know when their boundaries have been crossed, but sometimes they, oftentimes, they don't know how to communicate it. You have to see it as healthy boundaries, protecting you against violence, protecting you against mental harm, mental aggression. You have to see your boundaries just like you see your physical boundaries. And we should talk about these boundaries. We should talk about emotional health, physical health, sexual health, financial, right? Financial, especially. I was just having a conversation with one of my line sisters last night about retirement. And that conversation included her saying something to the effect of she wishes in high school that there was more information about financial literacy and how to retire, what to do to retire. And so in the state of Florida, financial literacy has become a requirement for high schoolers. And it makes perfect sense. Do you know there were some people who were opposed to this law? They were actually opposed to a, fin a required financial literacy class. All the things that we do in high school that we'll never use again. But financial literacy is something that's so, um, so needed, something that's an everyday thing. It was something that some people opposed, which is crazy to me. So financial is a part of that as well. It's one of the subdivisions of who we are. Um, and so I encourage you talk to your kids about setting up a retirement account of some sort and trying to fund that retirement account. You know, a lot of folks will work for the government or some organization and create a pension plan, but that that's not the same for everyone. And of course, we know we have Social Security. Social Security barely pays enough for some people to pay their mortgage and their rent and the rest of their bills. So let's let's move on. Self-awareness is important to emotional boundaries, because it's like I was saying in the beginning. Do you know what your boundaries are? Being self-aware and knowing who you are, what you're willing to accept. And also I'll add to self-awareness, the ability to say no. And oh, such a small word, but it has so much power. And people will respect you when you say no. When you keep saying yes, they're like, okay, she really doesn't value her time. She doesn't value much of anything. She's always adding things to her plate. And they'll keep asking you because people know what they can do to you. My mother used to tell me that as a kid. So we know we need boundaries. We know that our boundaries can be are healthy and that we must enforce those boundaries. But sometimes, as I said, you don't know what your boundaries are. Notice in unhealthy relationships, think about the unhealthy relationships you may have had if you didn't have anything about your friend or your cousin Think about that person that had a dysfunctional relationship. Arguments would pop off quickly. These people would argue or they do argue all the time. Because when there are no emotional boundaries, you're not coming from a place of trying to explain yourself and um, 
share information between one another, you're coming from a place of trying to hurt the next person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I hear some of you like, yeah, oh my gosh, I was in a relationship and we argued all the time. So people say not arguing is not healthy. I beg to differ. You should never be arguing with someone who you love. You really shouldn't be arguing with anyone because when you're mature and you have found ways to process conflict or disagreement, you learn how to talk about it and share information and to be open-minded. That's something that's very important. You have to be open-minded to receive the other person's information. If you are not open-minded, then yes, you are trying to impose your own opinion on the other person because you believe that you are correct, that you are always right. So being open-minded, being open-minded to hear a new version of something, a new twist, a new spin on something, being open-minded to acknowledging that you're not always right. That's important. That saves us from a lot of arguments because most of the time when we get involved in a, in a disagreement, one person is pushing an opinion and the other is pushing maybe an opposing opinion or something different. But when you just sit down and you and you sit and you listen and you try to take in what they're saying and you lay your position down for a moment and you just say, okay, let me just sit and listen and see what he has to say. What does he want to tell me about why he did such and such, whatever situation it may be? So the reason for emotional boundaries and for enforcing these things is because of what I see in my office. When people don't enforce emotional boundaries, resentment builds. They become unhappy. They're angry. And they're angry at everyone else, but they should be upset with themselves because you didn't force people to respect your boundaries. And notice I keep saying this word over and over, boundaries. I think some people don't enforce boundaries when they have low self-worth, low self-esteem. The other type of person that doesn't enforce boundaries are people who have agreeable traits. These are people who others always find trustworthy. They are people who are not trying to be sneaky, not trying to manipulate another person, and they go out of their way to help other people. So they're always saying yes. They're always putting other people first. They go out of their way to place other people first. These are the folks who have what we call agreeable traits. So think about that for a moment. Are you a person who is agreeable? You're always trying to accommodate everyone. So we're going to take a short break. I want you to think about that and we'll come back. We'll come back to the couch. What's up, guys? So I just want to remind you about the ways you can follow me. 
You can follow me on Instagram. I'm Dr. Delvina at Dr. D as in Delta, E L V as in Victor, E N A. I no longer have a Dr. Delvina Twitter or a Dr. Delvina Facebook professional page. Both of those were unpublished. Um, I won't get into the details of that, but um, instead of following Dr. Delvina on Twitter, follow the office Twitter page, which is which is DRT. Brain Love, D-R-T, Brain Love, B-R-A-I-N-L-O-V-E, D-R-T as in Dr. T, D-R-T. And on Facebook, you can follow the Brain Love podcast. And of course, if you are not following me on Instagram, follow me at Dr. Delvina. And my website is Dr. Delvina, Dr. Shorten, D-R, and then Delvina, D as in Delta, E-L-V as in Victor, E-N-A dot Help, H-E-L-P, as in help me, help me, Dr. Delvina. And um, tell your friends, tell everybody about the Brain Love Podcast. Please subscribe. Subscribe either on Pandora, on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts. If you're on Anchor, subscribe on Anchor. Show me some love, y'all. Show me some love. That's right. Okay, guys, thank you. Thank you. Have to pay the bills. Got to pay the bills. And listen, if you're a, a, a regular listener or you're just listening for the first time and you want to advertise something on my podcast, please send me an audio file to my email info at Dr. Delvina. Doctor is abbreviated as DR. Delvina is D as in Delta, E L V as in Victor, E N as in November, A dot help. That's H E L P. Send an audio file and I'll play it here on one of my podcast episodes. So boundaries, as I was saying previous to the break, boundaries include who we decide to surround ourselves with. There are certain parts of our life where we can't choose who we are surrounded by. Can you think of an example? Work. Work is the most common example for most folks because most people don't work for themselves. They work for someone else. And when you work for someone else, you can't control who your supervisor is, right? Your supervisor is whoever the owner of that business places in charge. And you certainly cannot control who is hired unless you are in a supervisory managerial role. So in that instance, you cannot control who you surround yourself by, but you can limit how you deal with them. So absolutely, if they're a person who is uh, negative, they have negative energy, um, there's something about them that you just, your intuition tells you there's just something about this person. I wouldn't say past judgment, but I would say get to know them better first. And remember, the job is no place to, to vent and share your personal stories or your personal challenges, especially when you don't know folks. Now, obviously, some people create relationships on the jobs and they're healthy relationships and that person doesn't go sharing their business about what's happening at home or, uh, you know, snitching on the person because they came to work late and they know the person went to go to the hair salon or the nail salon before some gala they have that night. They won't have time to do it after they get off work, you know, situations like that. But you can certainly control who you allow in your personal circle. You can control who you allow in that dating circle. You can control who you allow to be a close friend. So, Boundaries also start with who you allow inside your circle. 
Because if you're allowing people inside your circle who are constantly violating you, showing you disregard, showing you disrespect, not being courteous, not reciprocating what you do for them, then you've just set yourself up for failure because the people who are closest to you when they're in that inner layer will be the people who violate you. So boundaries are essential because they help us to maintain balance. You know, you, you hear me talk about balance all the time. And the type of boundaries that you set, these boundaries, when they're effective, they reflect our own personal values and our essential, our, our essentials, and they are essential for a healthy relationship. So I'm going to talk about how you maintain boundaries, why they are essential. You must realize the importance of your boundaries. When people don't have boundaries, they are very resentful. They are very salty. They are very angry. They are very displeased. They walk around mean mugging. They're not happy. These are people who don't maintain, don't set and maintain their boundaries. And people who become overwhelmed, they do drastic, abrupt things. They may all of a sudden cut off a relationship. They may stop being friends with a person. They may get a divorce. Because along the way, during that personal relationship, they weren't maintaining boundaries. And when resentment builds, it doesn't feel good to a person at all. It can cause sadness, anxiety, especially. Because what happens is you realize it's not the other people. You realize it's you. And you become angry and displeased with yourself. And so you become anxious. You might have panic attacks. You may be sad on most days because you're disappointed in you that you're struggling to maintain the boundaries. And when someone has anxiety and a lot of anxiety, it can also manifest as pain in the body. So people who have aches and pains all over and you've been to the doctor and they worked you up and there's no origin, there's no, uh, there's no cause that's, they're able to pinpoint your blood work is normal, your x-rays are normal, whatever work that they do for you, your physical exam is normal. Think about your mind, think about your brain, because it's probably the fact that you're unsettled and anxious all the time is causing the pain. Or, and or the sadness and the depression. Boundaries are essential because it lets people know that you value yourself. Women who enter relationships with men who are constantly degrading them, emotionally abusing them, verbally abusing them, some of them, and physically abusing them. So we know from you, you've probably seen on YouTube, me interview uh, on YouTube that I interviewed some young ladies who were one of whom was, you know, involved in uh, sex trafficking. Another young lady was in a, a very physically abusive relationship that started when she was in high school. 
So I don't want to touch on that and say that they didn't value themselves and that's why they were physically abused. There's so much more to domestic violence and physical abuse. But the situations during which we allow ourselves to ourselves to continuously be violated by a person. Let's say it's a boyfriend who's always late picking you up for a date, always late, always, never on time. Not being on time to me means you don't value my time. I took the time to be ready on time. And here you come 30 minutes later, an hour late. So we've missed our dinner reservation that I took the time to make. You have to sit down and have a conversation with this person. Communication is key. Communication resolves all problems. So you have to value who you are. You have to be bold about what you need. It doesn't make you mean and don't listen to people when they call you a bitch. You are not a bitch. It means that you are transparent. And you consider yourself valuable and worthy. Boundaries are also essential because it just creates better mental health, better mental wellness. Remember I said saying no is powerful? Be able to say no. Pay attention to what you're getting out of saying yes to the person. When you say yes to someone, what's the benefit to you? What are you getting out of it? At times, you may not be getting anything. But if you're helping someone, let's say move, maybe you're getting some sort of gratitude out of that because you helped another person who didn't have anyone to help them. I'm not saying say no all the time, but you cannot also be a yes person. And the folks that you have a hard time saying no to, ask yourself, why do I have difficulty saying no to this person? It might be your boss. It might be a coworker. It may be your brother. It may be your sister. But question that. We should always question our behaviors. We should always ask ourselves why. What's the emotional thinking processes behind the behavior? One other thing, when you said boundaries, you must follow through. Yep. You got to follow through because if you don't follow through, you set that boundary and you allow people to violate, they know you're not serious and they'll continue to violate you. They'll continue to do that to you. So how do we set boundaries? Well, first you must know who you are. You have to know who you are. You got to know what are your principles? What are your values? And you have to hold firm to whatever it is you believe in. You have to determine what are your limits. So some typical boundaries, I'll use myself as an example. I have financial boundaries. People who come to me and ask for money, especially folks I don't talk to, and this includes family. I, I, well, I don't hate to say it. I'm just straight up. I'll say this includes family. We haven't seen one another spoken in five years and you're asking me for $2,000 because your car broke down. Do I look like the bank? No. So I am quick to say no. 
Now, I will say I give more consideration to my younger family members, my little cousins, because I know some of their situations. And so, and I consider some of them to be like, you know, my son. So I'll help in certain scenarios, um, a suit for an interview, um, application fees for college, things that are productive. But if you're 60 years old and you haven't worked in 20 years and you're asking me for money, the answer will be no. Because the same way that I get out here and work every day and have been working since, I've, I've had a job since the fifth grade. So I look at the next person who's not willing to work because they've become lazy. It's just become a practice and a habit for them. And I'm telling you, that no runs off my damn tongue so fast. <laughs> Your friggin' eyebrows would disappear, go so fast. It just, whoop, no, I don't even consider it. So my, I know I have financial boundaries because I don't like to ask any, any other person for financial help. Oh my gosh, God has been so good. Glory to God on this Sunday night that I've been able to make decisions so that I don't have to go to someone and ask for money. And for those of you who may have done that before, this is no fight against you. You know, you, you conduct yourself the way that you feel is acceptable for you. But for me, I don't like to ask another person for, for money. So the other reason why I say no is because I'm my own self-funding entity. When I have a rainy day, when I have a car that breaks down or my son has an issue, I have to fund the both of us. I have to save for my future. No one is going to help me. So I have the reasons for saying no and setting my personal boundaries and maintaining them. Can you imagine when you say, okay, I'm not giving anyone any money, but you conform and you do it? you fold and you give them the money, what happens? That person tells another person who tells another person. And before you know it, you got five, 10 people asking you for money every year. How about another boundary you might have? For me, my boundary is arguments and yelling. Part of the reason I've, spoke, I've spoken about my divorce on this podcast previously, part of the reason I did not want to remain in my marriage is because he was a yeller. And for me, that's a boundary violation. I don't want any yelling inside my house. I didn't want my son growing up in a household where we yelled at each other or he, his father yelled at me. And I didn't want to be pulled into that negative energy. So those are just a couple of examples of how you set boundaries, thinking about what's important to you. What's important to me is positive energy. If you don't have positive energy, my, you have violated my boundary and you cannot be in my circle because you're too negative. So thinking about your values, your principles, what's important to you will help you set your boundaries. I have financial boundaries, as I just described. I have communication boundaries, as I just described. You will not yell at me. You will not yell. You will not use profanity. You will not curse at me. Those are boundaries that I have. So when we establish boundaries, it helps to look at areas of our life. And this is why I started the, the podcast talking about childhood. 
because you have to look at your life and ask yourself, what makes me feel drained? What makes me feel inadequate? Pay attention to how we're feeling when you're around other people and how they make us feel. So someone who is unbecoming, as we call it in the army, in the military, that person can make you resent them because of how unbecoming and disgusting they are. And oftentimes people don't want to step on toes or offend anyone. I was just talking to a line sister about this yesterday. You do realize my Delta Versary is coming up. So this weekend we were celebrating. It started Friday night and we had some things Saturday morning and Saturday night. And um, also this morning they'll be in church. I won't be able to join because I have to go out of town. But our Delta Versary is coming up. We've been celebrating during the weekend. So, you know, my line sisters and I have been chatting. And I was telling a line sister, sometimes you got to speak up. You're always too concerned about stepping on someone's toes or offending someone because you want to maintain that relationship. Why do you want to maintain that type of relationship? So practice, 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 because when you practice communicating and being more assertive, it becomes more instinctive when you're dealing in these relationships, when you're deciding what boundary you want to enforce. It's more instinctive. It's less awkward. You become so much better at it. I'll say this. Maintaining boundaries, you've got to be able to communicate and communicate well. You got to be open. You got to be transparent. And honesty is the key. You got to let people know when they've crossed a boundary. I like to say to someone, when you did such and such, it made me feel like Right. So you want to communicate it in a way so that you're not pointing the finger. And you must also, as you're maintaining your own boundaries, you have to do the same for other people. You have to know what their boundaries are. When I'm dating someone, I pay attention to them. If you hear something in the background, this is my stinky old dog over here chewing on a bone. She was outside. I let her inside, but She's chewing on a bone, so pardon that. You know, these dogs, they like to chew on these things. So as you're enforcing and, and understanding your own boundaries, understand other people's boundaries as well. When you think about work boundaries, I look at my office, and there's so many different personalities amongst everyone, amongst the administrative staff, amongst the clinical staff. And I pretty much know what people's boundaries are. And I try to respect them. And if for some reason I have to ask them to compromise and allow me to, I don't want to say violate, but allow me to interrupt, shall I say, there is often a good reason for me asking them to allow me to cross the boundary that one time. I try not to make that a regular thing, though. So boundaries are not ultimatums. Ultimatums can, ultimatums can feel aggressive to people and unyielding. Boundaries take into account preserving a relationship. Boundaries are meant to be a positive thing. 
So don't be afraid of stepping on toes. Communicate well. Communicate gracefully. And I think people will respect you more and value you more. And just know how to interact with people, man. If someone's behavior emotionally affects you, you don't have to respond in an emotional manner. And I've been guilty of that, especially when it comes to certain things in my life. And it's no excuse. So I'm always trying to get better. Always trying to get better. I'm always trying to improve as must we all. So I hope I gave you a nice brief description of emotional boundaries. And I hope you're able to better mind your mental boundaries. We must mind our mental boundaries in life, man. You'll feel less stressed every day. That's why I'm so happy every day. Because trust me, I maintain my damn boundaries. My son knows. People I'm involved with know. My family know. My workers know. My team knows. You know, even the organizations I'm a part of, they know what my boundaries are. Remember, you got to have emotional, financial, got to have all these types of boundaries. So, Guys, I want you to have a very, very productive, positive week. No negative energy. If you feel yourself coasting into that realm, pull yourself back. Think positively about everything and you be a positive force in someone's life. Saying no is important, but there are times when you may have to say yes. And saying yes may just mean listening to someone allowing someone to share something they're going through. I appreciate your listening ship or your listenership. I appreciate you being here with me on the couch tonight. I'm coming up on my three-year anniversary. It's coming very soon. I started this podcast in May 2019. My anniversary is almost here. Man almost three years. Wait, no, I'm sorry. I don't even know what year I'm going on. This is going on year two, my bad, y'all. I'm like, what? Wait a minute. (laughs) I pledged in April, 2019. I'm I'm sorry, not April, but in spring 2019. So no, this is going on my two-year anniversary. Too much on my brain. So this podcast started in May, 2020. I will be at year two. I have a goal to make it to five. And once I get to five, my next goal will be 10 years. I'm claiming it. We'll see what happens. All right, y'all have a great week. Remember, brain love. It's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina. Remember, every day you must have brain love. Balance. You can't have all work and no play, and you can't have all play and no work. Reframe. Reframe your negative thinking. Think positively. Avoid negative people. Inside, everything you need, it's inside of you. Look inside yourself needs know your needs your needs come first not everyone else's 
limitations limit your expectations of yourself. Ownership. Own your mistakes, learn from them, and move on. Vengeance is not yours. It's the Lord's. Express yourself. Every day, meaningful communication. Don't go to bed angry. And that's been my show, guys. Brain love.